Welcome back to the Almost Shameless Podcast with Tanya Ray Fox. I am your host, Tanya Ray Fox, and I am back in Los Angeles, back in my echoey abode, and uh, ready to edit this audio so it doesn't sound like I'm echoing through the loft, which I am. This week is a pretty easy week. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be straight up with you. This is an all Patriots media, all Cam Newton quarterback battle podcast. I have some things I have to get off of my chest. If you are a Patriots fan, which you probably are if you're listening to this, uh, or if you're an NFL fan, I'm sure you've followed the fact that uh, Cam Newton and Mac Jones have been the center of attention uh, over the course of the Patriots offseason through OTAs, and now into training camp. We are in the second week of training camp, and some things have come to light this week. Some quotes from Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, and some clarifications about potentially where the quarterbacks stand. And I have to be honest, at first I thought it was validating. And it turns out Patriots media is not so quick to allow me my victory lap. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into it. I am going to bring on Sarah Marshall from FPC Patriots later on in the show. But before we get to that, before I have someone to bounce some of this stuff off, I'm going to touch on a couple of the main points and get through some things, clarify some things for you uh, based on everything that's happened at Patriots training camp so far this week and at the end of last week. So let's get into it. Hot stuff coming up. Okay, so earlier this week, Belichick was asked about where the Patriots quarterback stood and who was considered the starter. And he made it clear that from his perspective right now, Cam Newton is the starting quarterback. Now, this should come as no surprise to anybody However, you know, if you've listened to me on this podcast, other podcasts, read me on Twitter, as I always say, you know, it hasn't been that simple. So for Belichick to declare that at this point, Cam's their starter, that's how he sees Cam, is actually a bigger deal than it even should be. Because over the course of the offseason, pre-draft, post-drafting Mac, into OTAs, and now into the second week of training camp, there has been an overarching theme to the way that the media has discussed the quarterback position for the Patriots. And that theme has been Cam Newton wasn't good enough last year. He is a safety net. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. Belichick went and got his guy and they expect to see a real quarterback battle in camp. That has been the narrative since before they even drafted Mac, but specifically since they drafted Mac, since You know, everybody expected that they were going to take somebody in the first round, a quarterback in the first round, but they went and did it. And since then, the prevailing narrative coming out of Boston media has been, we don't like what we saw from Cam last year. We don't think he's capable of being a number one quarterback, a starter on this team. So he's going to have to really prove himself because now the team has... Mac Jones. And who knows what could happen? Who knows? Mac Jones could totally, you know, go in and he's been impressing everybody. That has been the narrative. The narrative about Cam has been, he is a guy who's past his prime. We saw what he was capable of last year. That's about the ceiling we think there that he has. 
And he's a really nice guy who's really cool that we really like that we also are refuse to consider as a real 100% starter before the end of training camp, before preseason starts. Now, you know, I've had a problem with that from the beginning. And here's where things get tricky because after Belichick declared that he considered Cam to be the starter, the Patriots had their first padded practice, their real padded practice. I believe it was on Tuesday. And all of a sudden, Patriots media is all over Twitter talking about how Cam looks great. He's throwing the ball really well. Admittedly, he was throwing the ball better than he had been in previous instances in camp and in OTAs. He's clearly getting into a rhythm. He's clearly developing some sort of chemistry with the receivers and the tight ends. I mean, that, that was obvious. Mac is as well. But all of a sudden, it was all over my timeline how well Cam was throwing the ball, how good Cam looked. Cam really looks like a starter. And one of my favorite tweets came from Ben Volan. He's not the only one to tweet this. Um, this is the one I specifically retweeted, but he's not the only one. Jeff Howe, a couple other people tweeted something similar. If there's a QB competition at Patriots camp, I'm not seeing it. Cam Newton is QB1. Well, look at that. Since fucking when? Since when? Because up until this weekend, there was almost no one in mainstream Boston sports media willing to say Cam Newton is QB1 until otherwise shown. I have been telling you since early in offseason that no head coach in their right mind would spend $150 million in free agency in the offseason to hand the team over to a rookie quarterback unless that rookie quarterback did something unprecedented that we've truly never seen. Cam Newton was always going to be the leader in the locker room for that position. It was always going to be Cam's job to lose as soon as they brought him back. I have been telling you that. However, they have not. And it, the funny thing that started happening on my timeline was that all of a sudden I'm getting comments, not only seeing the tweets from the media, but I'm getting comments from people in, under my tweets saying, Nobody who knows anything about football would have actually thought Cam was going to lose the job to a rookie. Everybody knew Cam was going to start. We just didn't want him to. Everybody knew Cam was going to start. We just don't like it. The gaslighting, the pure, uh, unadulterated gall to sit here and tell me everyone knew Cam was going to be the starter this year. It was always a given. No, I knew it was a given. Most of you bought into the crap that the media was selling you that Belichick brought in Mac to really give Cam a run for his money and that the job was up for grabs. Now, in theory, the, all, every job is up for grabs and Belichick made that clear. He will always say that. He said it when Tom Brady was there. Yes, that is his theory is that you never are owed a job and Cam was not owed that job. But you don't have a veteran quarterback on your team who's done every single thing there is to achieve in the NFL. Everything there is to achieve in the NFL, Cam Newton has achieved except for winning a Super Bowl, which many have not. So this whole time, 
I've been saying this. This whole time I've been telling you, Bill Belichick is not going to start a rookie over Cam Newton. No matter how much you doubt Cam Newton, Bill Belichick has him there because he wants him to start. And unless something goes horribly wrong, and unless Mac Jones becomes the second coming, he was never going to hand the starting quarterback job to a rookie. And the better that Cam looks in camp, the more comfortable he's going to be with saying outright that it's Cam's job to lose. But it's on the media. It's on us. It's on the Patriots beat. It's on everybody who covers the teams and covers the leagues to tell the fans what's actually happening, not to sell them a bill of goods, not to start controversy where there isn't any. And that is the problem I have with the way that this quarterback discussion has been had over the last few months since the draft, because I'm not special. I I don't even like saying that, but I'll be honest. My belief that Cam Newton would be the starter was rooted in common sense. My belief that Cam Newton is the favorite to start and that that's what Bill Belichick wants and intends unless something goes horribly wrong is based in common sense. I am not a football genius. I know a lot about football, but I don't know more than most of these Patriots beat writers. We're all on the same page, give or take. I'm not special. I just wasn't caught up in the echo chamber of Boston sports media telling everybody that Cam Newton isn't good enough to be a starter on a playoff team. That has always been completely bogus. And that fed into the Patriots fans who are neurotic and worried that last season was a hellscape that we're going to relive if we keep Cam Newton. Nobody was taking the time to look back at how much Cam had advanced as a passer prior to his injury prior to his lost season. No one was taking the time to sit down and really investigate all of the ways in which Cam Newton was set up to fail last year and still showed moments of real promise and brightness in the season. They fed into the easy narrative, the thing that's been happening with Cam Newton forever. He can't do it. He doesn't have it. He's not the type of quarterback that can do this. He He's just a runner. He can't pass. His arm is gone. It's been happening for nearly 12 years. And you did it again. And then there's all of this weird surprise that his arm looks better. It looks like he's more comfortable in the offense. It looks like things are getting better. No, that was what was always going to happen. I'm not, I am not some seer of the future, nor am I positive that Cam Newton is going to thrive and have this massive bounce back season this year. But I am positive that of all the quarterbacks on that roster, he is miles and miles ahead of the next best quarterback to start this season. He is the guy Belichick envisions in this offense. He is the guy who's going to do the most with two tight ends that Belichick paid up the ass for. He's the guy that's going to build that run game. He's the guy who ran for 12 touchdowns last year that no one talks about. He is the guy that is still one of the best quarterbacks with his legs in the league and is certainly the best all time, the most productive. If people talk about his abilities on the ground, his ability in the read option, the run pass option, they talk about it as an afterthought. If they mention it at all, it's 
past to past comparisons. So don't say now that you always knew Cam Newton was going to be the starter after months of leading Patriots fans to believe that there was a real quarterback battle to be had here. If there's a QB competition at camp, I'm not seeing it. You guys are the ones who said there was one. Every indication, historical data, every indication across the league of what works would have told you Belichick didn't want to start a a rookie quarterback and that there wasn't going to be a real competition in earnest unless something went horribly wrong with the veteran he already has. Cam has some stuff to prove, but he is the obvious guy to start this season and lead this team this year while they bring along Mac. That was supposed to be the narrative. You guys are the ones who made it into a competition, a battle that didn't exist. Even as Mac gets days with more reps and continues to improve, that is all of course in service of the future of the Patriots. In service of something, what if something happens to Cam down the line? What if he gets hurt? It's clear Mac is next man up. He is the future. They're gonna bring him along as fast as possible. Cam's on a one-year deal. But every time Mac got out there and got more reps and did better, you all were eating it up. And I don't have a problem with you being excited about it. I have a problem with you taking that information and passive aggressively putting it out into the universe as though that's a potential sign that Belichick wants to start a rookie over the veteran. You're not giving the right information to people. You're not setting them up for success so that they can really evaluate the situation with the Patriots accordingly. You're leading them to believe that things are true about both these quarterbacks and about the way the NFL teams work and about how Belichick would want to go about this season that aren't true. I do feel like I need to bounce some of these thoughts off of somebody else, somebody else who's been looking at this from another perspective, somebody else who is also outside of the Boston media bubble in terms of location. So I would like to welcome on my friend, and writer for FPC Patriots, Sarah Marshall. Shall we? Okay, as promised, she writes for FPC full press coverage and they are like lots of those people are my favorite people covering the Patriots, including Sarah. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm always down to talk Patriots. I think that people, you know, mistake if you talk about it all the time, you get sick of it. No, I'm not. I'm not sick of it yet. So no, I don't think you will be either because it is there's always something new going on. And I mean, even when we're texting or like tweeting or whatever, we don't get sick of these, you know, these topics. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why you had I had to bring you on because number one, I know you'll be honest with me. You're not going to tell me what I want to hear. You're not going to bullshit me. But you've also been really invested in the way that the media has covered Cam Newton across the course of his time in New England, specifically in this offseason, both prior to them drafting Mac Jones and after drafting Mac Jones. You've been very tapped into that. You've gotten some of the same heat that I've gotten for being a bit of a Cam defender. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have you on, you know, not to create an echo chamber of Cam defenders, but to also provide some more perspective, I think. The way people react to the discussion, especially on Twitter, can be really um, tough. It can be tough to feel like you're not crazy. So, you know, that's why I'm having you on specifically because you've been dealing with a lot of the same stuff. So my first question is, I went on a rant before this, before I got you on here, just to get some of my more heated emotions out of the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you noticed a shift 
in the media coverage of Cam and Mac and the quarterback battle since Belichick declared earlier in the week that he views Cam as the team's starter right now? I feel like a little bit. I think that there's still some people who think that there is this heated quarterback battle. And, you know, I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. I completely understand people who don't want Cam to be the starter. You have every right to believe that, to think that, to not want that. Um, So I think a lot of that is coming from people who don't want him to be the starter. And they really want to believe that Mac has a chance to start this year. And as of right now, that doesn't seem to be the case. I feel like more people need to listen to what Belichick said. I mean, he said it before or after the draft, like he was saying it around the draft, even before Mac Jones, um, that cam was the starter. So, um, it seems like some people have shifted a little bit, but I feel like there's still that middle area where people still want to look forward to the, the quarterback competition. I mean, it's the same thing that happened last year. We hadn't seen how cam was going to be in the Patriots system, but I mean, you don't bring in a veteran, you know, big name quarterback like Cam Newton and have him sit on your bench. So I think that most of us knew he was probably going to be the starter. And this year, I think it's the same thing, but I don't think we're quite there yet. I think there's been like a little shift, but not quite as much as I was expecting or hoping. So, yeah, I think, I mean, and there also is the aspect of, you know, some of what I talked about before you came on is there's been a lot of misinformation about what cam is capable of and what kind of quarterback he can be in comparison to last season. And I think that a lot of mainstream Patriots media has fed into the neuroses about last season being who cam is last season being his ceiling. The fact that his arm is not there anymore. They have fed into the idea that cam is kind of washed up and overrated and that Mac Jones is this, great new hope for the Patriots. And so do you feel like some of the reaction to like, are you seeing the same thing where the reaction to cam and what could be possible with him is being fed by a media that's not necessarily willing to say, Hey, this is the kind of stuff that we can get from cam. And this is what we're starting to see in camp. Yeah. I, I, I think that we put too much stock into last year without thinking or not me, I don't want to include me or you, but not including everything that went into why last season went the way that it did just because they didn't have an amazing season. Like a lot of other teams that had to deal with a lot of this, you know, similar circumstances that doesn't mean anything. Everyone's different. Teams are different. Even Belichick knows that last season didn't go according to plan or how anybody wanted it to. Um, But I think, that is a lot of what people are seeing this year. They're expecting the same, but I, I wonder too, if like, how often did these people pay attention to camp prior to new England? Did you watch a lot of Panthers games? Because I, it's just, I, I, I don't feel like you can base a quarterback's qualities off of one season with everything that happened last year. That's just ridiculous. In my opinion, like he's been in the league for 10 years. I mean, there's a reason why he's been in the league for 10 years and the, the team has drastically improved this year. So I feel like you should be giving him a better shot than just completely writing him off and expecting he's going to be as bad or worse than last year. I don't really understand why anyone would be still in that mindset. And with the media, it just feels like it's the easy route. It's easy for you to say, oh, it's going to be the same as last year because you either don't want to be wrong or you know that a majority, at least of the fans online, agree with you. So 
I think it's just easier for them to not be, you know, like you and I are very defensive for Cam and that's not the popular opinion um, to have on the internet. I have to clarify that because I did send out a tweet last week that upset a lot of people. Um, but I have to say uh, online, like Twitter right. fans are not fans of Cam Newton and they don't expect him to be successful, at least from what I've seen. No, I think that I see the same kind of stuff. And, and the, you're right. I think people, first of all, Cam has always been covered very unfairly. Right. So, yes. so this was, is not just a Patriots media problem. However, mm-hmm. it's been exacerbated by Patriots media, but it was an issue with the national media with some Panthers media, like there was, there's always been at every stage of Cam Newton's career, a pretty loud group of detractors. Yeah. Um, that he wasn't a good enough passer that he, you know, that his attitude wasn't right, that he was too flamboyant and boisterous, that he focuses too much on his clothes. I mean, it's been something ever since he was in college. And despite that, he still had won the Heisman trophy, won the national championship, one rookie offensive player of the year, one NFL MVP and played in the Super Bowl. So to me, at, if at every stage, Cam Newton has proven, like, if you're going to rule him out, you're probably going to end up on the wrong side of history. Mm-hmm. And I understand that there has to be a back and forth in the media. There have to be people who are detractors and people who are supporters. I just, until the last week, haven't seen very many people in the role of reporter or analyst who said, unless Mac Jones does something we've never seen before, Mm -hmm. of course, Cam Newton should start. Of course he should start. And, you know, not saying it is just as bad as saying, as not as saying nothing, right. You know, because I was in an argument with someone I really like on Twitter who was like, well, I haven't seen anybody say that like they a hundred percent thought Mac was going to be the starter. And that's not my problem. My problem is that nobody's out, been out there telling the fans what they need to hear, which is Cam Newton is a veteran quarterback who's achieved everything you could possibly achieve in the NFL outside of a ring. And if he is like in any, if he's even a little bit better than last year, which we already know he is, Josh McDaniels has said it, Bill Belichick said it, and his teammates have said it, then you should want this. Like give the fans what they need to hear. And I don't think that they're getting that because to your point, I'm not sure even the media fully understands what Cam's capable of and what his trajectory was in his career prior to landing in New England. I think they buy into a lot of that Cam Newton's overrated propaganda. Almost Shameless with Tiny Ray Fox is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50. CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Because it's the easy route. Like I said, it's just easy to say the same thing that you've heard over and over again, because people are more likely to believe you 
they're more likely to read your stuff or um, it was kind of to a point that you were saying is people like to read or listen to things that already go along with the opinion that they have or how they feel. So they like to be, to feel like they're being validated by someone in the media. And, And that was why I said on Twitter too, to keep bringing up Twitter, um, you know, there was an incident last week where, um, uh, an NFL reporter had said something about cam had a bad throw and Nikhil Harry had to like dive in the end zone to catch it. And so people were like, Oh, okay. Of course it happened because cam can't throw and blah, 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 blah. Then the video comes out and you see that's not the case at all. And so then I just got frustrated because I'm like, this is exactly what I've been saying, but people don't want to believe me or they think I'm um, fabricating or making this up or whatever. But I, I say to people that you need to make sure you look at all types of media, look at all sorts of people in the media, make sure that you're fact checking and, and, and kind of like looking at how these people speak, because you'll be able to tell if they're biased. If there's someone who never says anything positive about Cam, despite he's obviously had plenty of positive things that's happened in his career, even with the Patriots, he's had some good games, then you're probably not going to read anything favorable about cam even if he has a fantastic practice so i think that that's just super important because um when it comes to at least boston media we're not seeing like any sort of reliability about what's actually happening so it's like just put the video out don't even say anything about it just say cam throws a touchdown to Nikhil harry and then let people's opinion come from seeing the video not from what you're saying happened so that was just very frustrating. I don't know if that frustrated you, but. Um. No, it's really, it's a really insightful point. And it, it, it's a good one because there is a tendency for, I think, for people to say, uh, to believe certain people and reporters because they're there and they've been there and it's been a long time. But at the end of the day, and I respect and like most of those reporters, I have worked with most of those reporters. This is not an individual issue with them. However, we all have biases. I have them, you have them, and they have them. The difference is we've looked at all of this stuff and we don't feel the pressure to have people um, agree with us all the time. And and we aren't necessarily having our um, reputations and our careers staked on clicks and views right now. Mm -hmm. So there is that, although those are nice for both of us, of course. Uh, you know, I had yes. a, yes. I had a person who, um, who's been to training camps with the media DM me and say, mm-hmm. I've been, anytime I say anything positive about cam, I hear it. I hear from it, from the other media members. Yep. So for the people on Twitter who are telling me that I, that pe- I'm making this up or gaslighting me and trying to make me feel like I'm crazy. I'm telling you, you don't know what's going on. They like him as a person, but for whatever reason, they are not necessarily seeing the kinds of stuff there that Belichick and McDaniels and some other people are seeing. And they're saying it to each other at camp. Sarah and I aren't just sitting here talking shit, making things up. We both respect the other people in the media, but they're wrong on this. Right. Well, and and the thing is, is what is the end game about lying about it? it's not changing anyone's opinion. Like if they like cam, they like cam, they want him to starter. They want him to be the starter. And if they don't, they don't. So me making up something is not changing their mind. Like I, I, you know, I had 
someone say, well, I haven't seen any of that. So you're lying. I'm like, so I don't live in that world where if right. I don't see it. It doesn't exist. Like you're not in my mentions every single time. I'm, I, I mean, I posted a picture of Cam smiling from um, camp. And I just said that one, one Sunday closer to um, football feeling. I had people attacking me because I chose a picture of Cam. Yeah. I wasn't even saying anything about him. It was like, it's that simple to some people where they're like scam Newton and blah, blah, blah. I had someone saying you, they wished he would die. That's an extreme case, but like that is happening to me every single day. So when people say, well, I haven't seen it or that's not happening. Yes, it is happening, but you just might not be seeing it yourself, but right. you know, and, and like you were saying it's behind closed doors or I guess on a football field, media members are saying something. And if other people are noticing that, then obviously it exists. Right. And don't sit here and tell me that everybody knew Cam Newton would be the starter. It was obvious because I wouldn't have been screaming from the rooftops that Cam mm-hmm. Newton was going to be the starter over the course of the last four months. If that were the case, I'm not a crazy person. I don't talk to myself. I don't create narratives yeah. that aren't there. Go back and listen to me on Locked On Patriots, on my own podcast, on Twitter. Who was I talking to? Yeah. No one? Like, I, come I on. Think, I think I even had texted you be- about this before, just being like, can you please tell me I'm not crazy? <laughs> because did. I have yeah. people telling me I'm crazy. And I'm like, I need someone to just tell me, no, no, you're not. Like, And I think I've said it multiple times, like, Cam being better this season, Cam being the starter is the hill I am willing to die on. And if I'm wrong and he sucks, as people want to say, then I'm fine with that. But I'm going to continue believing he's going to be better. He himself has said he feels the best he's felt in a long time. Josh McDaniel said just today that he looks and um, completely better than last season. You can just feel it. You can see it. You can hear it is what he said. Teammates are saying it. Um, random people who don't even have media affiliations going to camp have said it. Um, and this is people comparing it to last year. Plus, like we, we've talked about is the team is much better, especially offensively. So there's absolutely no reason for camps to not be better and for you to not wish for him to be better. If you're a real fan and you want the team to succeed, then you have to believe that Belichick is going to do what's best for the team. And right now that's Cam Newton. So I've said multiple times is if you know football and you know that the way the NFL works, you know that a rookie starting is a last resort. No matter how high they're picked, I mean, usually unless it's a number one pick, um, number two, like, you know, like the Jets are obviously going to start Zach Wilson and the the Jaguars are obviously going to, Trevor Lawrence is starting. That's why they brought him in. Guys like Andrew Luck. But for the most part, you don't want to have to start a rookie if you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Look at the history of rookies who start, even Justin Herbert, even people who come out of nowhere and are really successful, like, it's very, very difficult to succeed with a rookie quarterback. You should not want that. If we have to do that, we will root for Mac. We will cheer him on. He appears to be a great kid who's fitting in really well with the team that's really well liked. But he is not ready because no rookie is ready. Trevor Lawrence is going to be on a shitty Jaguars team. Yeah. And he's going to get his reps in. That's how it's going to go. His coach didn't spend $150 million in the offseason to get mm-hmm. this team back to the playoffs. His coach isn't like steaming in the wake of Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl to try to get back to the playoffs. Tom, Bill Belichick does not want to go into this season with a rookie behind the helm, at least a hundred percent, not to start. If he has to start Mac, he wants him to be ready, which is why Mac's out there 
getting reps. But this is, that is, you should not want that. And if you want that, it's because you're not educated enough. And if you're not educated enough, I have to be honest, I think the media has, has been a problem. It has been, has been part of that. And I think that's my biggest issue is that like, there is something to be learned here about the way to transition out of the Tom Brady era and into potentially a new era with Mac, something to be learned about what Belichick's doing. And, you know, this is a hugely new experience for, you know, most Patriots fans who are under the age of 40. I don't know. I mean, it's sort of philosophical at this point, but like, isn't there an obligation for media to teach the fans about how this stuff works and what the best way is to go into this season? And that's, I think the problem that I have is to your point, there's a, there's a cynicism behind how they're speaking about it. That is very feed into the crowd, mm-hmm. feed into how people are already viewing things. And that's setting cam up for like, you know, it's like, I want people to get to that first game and be excited to see him run out there and be yeah. pumped for him. You know, like he deserves that. I know. And that's what I've been feeling too. Like I was glad to see that so far at camp with the people with like fans there that they've cheered for him and they've been, you know, engaged with back and forth with him. So I was like, cause you know, fans being back in the stadiums this year for however long that may last. Um, I was nervous about it because you know, from in the off season, living outside of, especially the Boston area, you don't see the type of support that you would, if you lived there, you only have the interactions that you have online and it's not been pretty as far as cam. So I was like, okay, well, when they have fans, like it's going to be really exciting for him because he's not experienced Gillette with a full stadium. I mean, and then we're going to see, he'll probably get touchdowns and give the football to a little kid wearing his Jersey. And I'm like, I want him to be able to have that in that, you know, for that kid to have that too. So the reception in person has, has surprised me. Um, I'm glad that it seems to have been more positive than, you know, what we see daily on Twitter and hopefully that'll keep happening. Um, no matter how the season goes. And, and like you said, it's, it seems like a lot of people are ready for, for Mac and they're supportive of him. But I do think that to be the most fair to him, that he should sit a year or two. I think that's setting him up to be more successful long-term than completely crushing his spirits playing this year. I mean, there are people who want him to play by week four. I'm like, so you want him to go against Tom Brady? Yeah. Who would buy on what planet, on what planet would you ever want to see that? That's like, I mean, and part of me, honestly, we have to be honest, there is a type of fan that engages on the internet that isn't the same type of fan, like you said, that's going to the practices, going right. to the games. Like there is a, a cynical, angry, bitchy fan that lands mm-hmm. themselves on Twitter and on Instagram and on these social media platforms that isn't necessarily representative of the whole. And I completely agree. I think that Gillette will be rocking. If that's Cam walking out there, number one coming out, starting that game, I think he's going to have a ton of support. I think he has a short leash in terms of like, you know, people are going to hold him to a high standard as they should. He should be held accountable if he's going to get that opportunity to start with this fresh new team. Uh, The defense, I'm sure, you know, you've been paying attention, is looking amazing in camp. They've Listen, like there's very few years where the defense is a liability and it looks like this year, the defense is going to be even better than next year. He has some stuff to prove. I am not here to say that he doesn't, but I'm excited for that. I think a Cam Newton with something to prove. 
just like a Tom Brady with something to prove, just like an Aaron Rodgers with something to prove, just like a Russell Wilson, just like all these other guys who are Hall of Fame talents, Mm. when they have something to prove, you usually get something really extra from them. So I'm excited. Hopefully we are just caught a little bit in the internet bubble of fandom. I know, I know my family likes Kim. They root for him. They look to me, you know, I'm sure your family does the same thing. They ask you like, what, yep. what should I think? I heard this on Felger and Maz and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Don't <laughs> do that. Yes. That's the first problem there. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, they, they don't, they're not in that, like that churning negativity the same way. So there is yeah. that. Yeah. And I am fortunately a lot of my family is like, I mean, they're, they're in the Boston area, but yeah, they, they're not internet savvy. They don't necessarily listen to sports radio. So a lot of their information will come from me or, you know, friends and stuff like that. So they don't get caught up into that, that bubble the same way. And, and I, you know, I think that you have to try to acknowledge that sometimes, like you have to remind yourself it's Twitter, like this isn't real life. It's real life, but not (laughs) real life. You know, like this is not how everyone is because I mean, um, you go out in person. If you go to a Patriots game, you're probably not going to meet anyone that's sitting there actively booing Cam, regardless of him playing great. Like that's not right. going to happen. That's a Twitter troll. So right. yeah, but I agree with you. I, I think I'm, I'm hopeful. It kind of like when we were talking about it, I don't know if it was just chilly in here. Cause it's 114 today. Oh my um, God. But, um, it gave me goosebumps, like thinking about Good. Cam running out. I'm just, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm glad to see some more people kind of like come to the, to the dark side, if you want to say like supporting him, um, and just having a lot of teammates come out and publicly support him as well. I think that's important, especially for our, the, the media coverage, which is basically what we've been talking about. I, I think it's, it's nice to see that because. Um, you know, the online Twitter verse is not nice. So having people who have been in the league for years play with him on a daily basis, are going to know him a lot more than us random people on Twitter. Um, it's nice to hear them say good things about him. Right. And you know, the, the bulk of the fandom is not on the internet, but the bulk of, right. bulk of the media and the reporting is. And so, you know, we're trying to make that balance. We're trying to figure out what is important, what isn't. So it's, you know, you know, the fans maybe aren't reflected so much on the internet as much as it feels to us sometimes, but the media certainly is. And that, like you said, is what we've been talking about. But before you go, I always try to end with something that's a little more fun and lighthearted because my conversations inevitably get (laughs) intense. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to make you play a game of give me more or go away NFL training camp edition. Okay. It's very easy. The rules are just, you have, I'm going to give you a, a very uh, mainstream NFL training camp topic. Uh, you know, something that's just kind of been in the national media. And you're going to tell me whether you're in like, give me more mode, mm-hmm. keep it coming. I love this or go away. I'm done hearing about it. So the first one mm-hmm. is give me more or go away. Aaron Rodgers drama, go away, <laughs> please forever just stop that's what I want <laughs> you're like yeah you're like me I've been over his drama for a while I've I've been so over his drama that I've come back around to being like do I like the drama like am yeah. I have I been so in it for so long that I don't know how to exist without it that's yeah. what I worry about yeah see I'm still just like on the go away like I want to see you in the distance you become a little black dot I can't see you anymore type of you thing. wanted him to retire um not necessarily but I just never believe I mean I'm not a Rogers fan he's a talented guy um to quickly get into that I- I'm just not a fan of him but um talented guy I never thought he was leaving Green Bay 
I just didn't okay. think it was happening. So that's why I was so like, you, I just don't want to like, hear about it. Give me, this is an, this is one I'm interested to see what you say. Uh, give me more a go away. Fun Tom Brady. Oh, that one's kind of hard. I feel like that one's tough <laughs> because like as a Patriots fan, you know, it's like you like to see it because it's the type of Tom Brady you didn't get to see. But then at the same time, you're like, no, I don't want people to think that he was so like horrible and miserable in New England. Um, but I think I want I want to see more. Like, I think okay. I've been enjoying it. Like, you know, Lombardi throwing Brady like while drunk, like that's pretty epic. So I'll say give me more. I think, I think my subconscious wants it wants more and my conscious wants it to go away. And it's a love hate relationship with it. Like you said, like I was watching the Lombardi throwing and I was like, so lame. Yeah. And then like secretly, like, have you seen this video of Tom Brady? Yeah. Uh, so embarrassing. In the picture of him being escorted and held up because he was so drunk. I'm like, this is pretty cool, but no, I hate it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, just like yeah. rolling your eyes, trying to be a cool <laughs> kid. No, for sure. Okay. So, uh, give me more or go away. Nick Foles trade rumors. Um, go away. <laughs> I just, oh I God. just, I, I just don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't need to hear more about this fairy tale of him coming in and saving Carson once again. It's been done once. They tried to do it again. Now it's trying to be done. I just don't care. I don't care. Sarah, may I submit that it would be so fucking funny if he took the Colts to the Super Bowl, oh my God. it would be so now that would be bad for the Patriots, obviously. So we don't actually yes. want that to happen. However, if there were a world where we were like, okay, the Patriots are definitely not going to make it to the Super Bowl. And we could just say, what's the funniest thing to happen? Nick Foles getting traded to the Eagle. I'm sorry, to the Colts. And then taking Carson Wentz's new team to a Super Bowl might end up being, I don't know that I want more of the rumors, <laughs> but I do think I want more of Nick Foles haunting Carson Wentz's dreams forever. And then I feel like if you're Carson and that happens, like you just have to retire, dude. Yeah. Like what do you he do might have to that? do that anyway? It's yeah, I it's, feel bad. I'm not being a dick. I don't want to yeah. like, you know, dance on anyone's injury graves, but I mean, I he's mean, fine. He's just hurt. Like he just can't stay healthy. It's not like he's in grave danger, but well, and isn't he saying he's like waiting to see if it just like naturally heals? Like, and then he was no, like, I think he oh, got surgery. He is now, but I, that oh, first okay. they were like, he's going to wait a couple days. I'm like, they said that this has been a nagging injury since like <laughs> high school or college. It's not, you're not just going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be magically healed, but do you. <laughs> okay, Carson. All right. So moving on from Nick falls, we want him to go away. Okay. Um, training camp brawls, a la the giants. Um, I want more. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like Me I'm, too. I'm glad that it's not happening at Patriots camp, but other people, and then hearing Joe judge saying it like aroused him or something. I was like, <laughs> I thought okay. he was mad. No, he was yesterday, but this morning he said something like, um, seeing the guys be like that passionate was like kind of turning him on or something. And I was like, what does what I'm like, okay. I mean, Whatever floats chair. your boat, Joe Judge. Oh my God, I'm crying. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I have to look that up after this. That's, that's very creepy. I also say, give me more training camp brawls. Like you said, not on the Patriots, not on the teams yes. I'm rooting for. However, and like not so anyone gets hurt. I'm a little worried about Daniel Jones being on the bottom of that pile. Yes. We don't want to see it. It's a great way to start a season narratively in like a movie script. So I like that idea. Kind of like um, the Odell on the boat. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. It went poorly for Adele, but yeah. Um, okay. And the final one, give me more or go away. 
Trey Lance versus Jimmy G. Something kind of similar that we can relate to right now. Um, I would say give me more. I'm interested in it because um, I understand both sides. I understand them not being like 100% with Jimmy. He's not been, he's played one full season in his entire, entire career, but that was the year they went to the Super Bowl you know, they kind of like melted in the second half, but you know, they still got there, but then you don't draft where you draft Trey Lance. Like you don't draft a quarterback that high or trade up that high. If you don't like believe in that guy. So I think it's interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a similar situation that what we're, what we're dealing with, hopefully they figure it out and you know, the best man wins, whoever that is. I like a good quarterback battle when it's not my team. Yes. So that's my hypocrisy for the day. No, I don't, I don't want Jimmy G to fail per se, but like there was so much talk about Jimmy G them potentially getting him and bringing him in instead of cam. And I really didn't want that. Um, so like there is a little morbid curiosity with what's going to happen over there, especially after so much of our beloved Patriots media was like trade for Jimmy G. If he loses his job to Trey Lance, I don't know that I will be heartbroken. Yeah. Well, and then it, you know, having Mac that kind of helps like be like, oh, okay. So they won't go for Jimmy. Like I love Jimmy as a person. I call him the Italian stallion, you know, he's nice yeah. to look at, uh, but I wasn't too high up on him being back either. So it is interesting to see. I mean, like it was only two seasons ago that he was in the Super Bowl, So it's pretty crazy to be talking about how he might not have his job this year. Like that's pretty crazy. And Great we're fortunate points. we had, we had 20 years of non quarterback battles. So, so we know, are we're, not, we are not, a, we are not emotionally or mentally equipped for this. This is why we're all no. in shambles and yelling at each other. We can't handle the sadness, but I am, I'm confident. And I'm glad I had you on. You've made me feel better about stuff. I feel less crazy. I knew you would make me feel better. You brought up some great points that I hadn't considered and I hadn't brought up before which is a sign of a good guest. So great on me for having you on and great on you for doing your job. Well, I can always talk about anything Patriots, but if you ever need someone to talk about cam, I yeah. mean, I'm yeah, tweeting about it, him already. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't mind again. getting yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on. Of course. And uh, just remind my listeners how to follow you. Um, I am on Twitter mostly. So it's S Marsh XO. That's where I'm on all the time. I try to respond to everybody. So just yeah, come, you're good come at be that. nice. Be nice though. Yeah. Come Sarah's nice. good at engaging. Go follow her. Um, we are always on there going back and forth as well. Liking each other's tweets, supporting each other. Cause that's what we do. So come, uh, follow Sarah, follow me at uh, shameless TRF and at Tanya Ray Fox. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. I had the best time. I'm doing a quick outro today because we took up all the time with Sarah. This was awesome. I don't even need to do a long goodbye. So thank you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.